Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> So the chapter that we have now is Bab ma ja'a fi anna sabab kufri bani adam wa tarkihim deenahum huwa al-ghulu fi salihin The chapter regarding that the cause of the disbelief of bani adam and the cause of them leaving their religion is the exaggeration and the excessiveness that they have towards the righteous, towards the salihun. The excessiveness and the exaggeration people have towards other individuals, towards other righteous people who they claim to be imams and they claim to be from the awliya of Allah, etc. People have an exaggerated love for them. Excessiveness, they go beyond the boundaries. And that excessiveness and exaggeration going too far, that leads to disbelief. So here, the Shaykh begins with the first ayah. Ya ahla al-kitabi la taghlu fi dinikum. Allah said in the Quran, O people of the book, do not exaggerate in your religion. Do not go to extremes in your religion. Do not go to excessiveness in your religion. So here Allah is addressing the people of the book. And the people of the book are the Jews and the Christians. They are known as the people of the book. Ya Ahl al-Kitabi Because the Jews and the Christians were given books. From Allah, they were given the Torah, and they were given the Injil, the Bible. Those books came from Allah, so they were known as the people of the book. So here Allah addresses the Jews and the Christians, the people of the book. And Allah mentions here in the Quran, do not have exaggeration or extremism or excessiveness in your religion. Do not have extremism or exaggeration or excessiveness in your religion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited them from this exaggeration and going too far. Whether that is exaggeration and going too far with regards to certain people, raising them up too high, praising them too much, raising them above the level that they should have, then that is exaggeration and going too far with regards to particular people. Also, there is exaggeration in terms of the religion, that you take certain types of worship too far, more than what you're supposed to do. So that will be exaggeration and excessiveness in certain types of worship that you do. And here the Shaykh, he gives an example regarding the three people who came to ask about the worship of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam three people they came 
to ask about how the Prophet ﷺ used to do his worship. So then they began to say, who are we compared to the Prophet ﷺ? Aina nahnu min Rasulillah Who are we compared to the Prophet ﷺ? وَقَدْ غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ وَمَا تَأَخَّرَ The Prophet ﷺ, all of his sins have already been forgiven. His past sins, his future sins, they've all been forgiven. So who are we? How are we comparable to the Prophet ﷺ? So then they ended up deciding to do too much worship to a level where it was above what is prescribed. They went too far in what they did. And it's mentioned, فَقَالَ أَحَدُهُمْ One of them said, أَمَّا أَنَا As for me, فَأُصَلِّي وَلَا أَنَام He said, I will pray and I will not sleep. Meaning that I will pray all night. I will pray the tahajjud the whole of the night and I will not sleep in the night at all. One of them said, that's what I'll do. Because they were saying, who are we? Look at us compared to the Prophet ﷺ. We're nothing. So we need to increase our worship. So one of them said, I will pray all night tahajjud. I will not sleep at all. Another one said, there were three of them. Another one said, He said, I will fast every single day and I will never take a day off. I will fast every single day and I will never take a day off. وَقَالَ الثالث, And the third one said, أَنَا فَلَا أَمَّا أَنَا فَلَا أَتَزَوَّجْهَ النِّسَاءِ He said, I will never get married. <coughs> Meaning that I'm just going to focus on my worship all the time, doing different types of worship and I'm never going to get married so I don't get distracted. In another narration it says that one of them said that I'm never going to eat meat. I'm never going to eat any meat to make myself even more humble, just sticking to vegetables and things, make myself even more humble and focus on my worship. These are the statements they made. However, these actions that they were proposing were exaggerations. To pray the whole of the night and not sleep at all, to fast every single day and never take a day off, to never get married, or to never eat meat, all of this was beyond what the Prophet ﷺ had prescribed. So when the Prophet ﷺ found out, he found out what they were saying and what they were planning on doing, he said to them, أَنْتُمُ الَّذِينَ قُلْتُمْ كَذَا وَكَذَا are you the ones who said such and such? Are you the ones who said those things? Then he told them, "Ama wallahi inni la arju an akuna a'rifukum aw a'rafukum billah." He said, "I, I am the most knowledgeable of you regarding Allah, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. I am the most knowledgeable of you regarding Allah." وَأَخْشَاكُمْ لِلَّهِ I'm the most fearing, the most fearing of Allah. Yet despite that, despite that, 
inni usalli wa ana i pray the night prayer but also i have time where i sleep i don't pray the whole of the night i pray for some of the night and i sleep for some of the night even though i am and i hope to be the most knowledgeable regarding allah and the most fearful regarding allah despite that i pray and i also make time to sleep and then he said wa asumu wa uftar and on some days i fast and some days i break my fast i don't fast i fast on some days and i take some days off even though i have that fear of allah and that knowledge regarding allah then some days i fast and some days i take off wa atazawwaju an-nisa and similarly i marry i marry i get married and the prophet sallallahu was married of course So this was to highlight to them not to go into exaggeration not to start saying that I'm going to pray the whole of the night and I'm not going to sleep at all or that I am going to fast every single day and I'm never going to take any day off or that I will never get married or that I will never eat meat to humble myself further and to put myself down for worship all the time the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam explained to them that this is not correct This is exaggeration. To do what you are planning to do that is too much. It's more than what you're supposed to do. It's not being prescribed that you have to stay up the whole night every night to pray and not sleep ever. It's not being prescribed that you have to fast every single day and you can never take a day off. It's not being prescribed that you don't get married. Actually the sunnah is the opposite that you get married. Then there's another example the Sheikh gives here Sheikh Al-Fawzan. Hafizahullah He gives the example regarding Hajj when you go to do the stoning. In Hajj when you go to do the stoning, you're supposed to pick up the pebbles to go and stone with. And it's mentioned in the Sunnah that the pebbles should be like the size of chickpeas and that they should not be greater than that. Small pebbles that you stone with. So if the people they start to pick up large rocks or big stones, large stones they pick up those ones to go and stone with they have fallen into exaggeration this is more than what has been prescribed for you to do it is not sunnah to pick up large stones and large rocks the sunnah is to pick up the small ones so if a person purposely finds big ones to take and throw then he's gone into extremism exaggeration he's gone too far and some people do even more than that some people go and throw their slippers in the they go and throw all types of other things in there from their lack of understanding and their ignorance thinking that this is what you're supposed to do and that is not what you're supposed to do so here uh the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told them pick up the small stones like the size of the chickpeas and then he said to them amthalu haula ifarmu these size ones throw them When you do the stoning throw these size ones the small chickpea size ones wa iyyakum wal ghulu and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to them and be warned from exaggeration and excessiveness fa inna ma ahlaka man kana qablakum al ghulu for indeed it was this excessiveness and extremeness and exaggeration that destroyed the people who came before you In this hadith the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam told them directly picked one up and showed them these size ones 
And then he said to them, be warned from exaggeration. Don't pick up huge, large ones. Be warned from that. Because that is excessiveness going beyond what you've been told to do. And that excessiveness destroyed the people who came before you. So it's mentioned how some of the people, they fell into exaggeration. So the Jews and the Christians, they fell into exaggeration with regards to certain affairs. So for example, they began to say that Isa, Jesus, is the Son of God, and that is exaggeration, that is extremism. Isa, salam, no doubt, is one of the best messengers from all of the messengers, from the top five messengers from all of the messengers. But that does not mean that he is the Son of God, or that he has any uluhiyah in him, that he is the Son of Allah. That is not the case. That is not the case, and that is exaggeration, and that is extremism. Similarly, the Jews, some of them, they used to say that Uzair is the son of Allah too. And that again is exaggeration and extremism. Then you also have the monks. The people who are like the monks and the rabbis. The individuals who isolate themselves in the churches, in the temples. They isolate themselves there and they do their worship and they have no connection or contact with the society. That is again exaggeration and extremism that they went to in bringing about this type of behavior, this type of so-called worship. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions لا تغلو في دينكم يا أهل الكتاب لا تغلو في دينكم O people of the book, do not exaggerate in your religion. وَلَا تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْحَقِّ And do not say upon Allah except the truth. Do not say regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala anything other than the truth. And then Allah mentions, إِنَّمَا الْمَسِيحُ عِيسَى بِنُ مَرْيَمُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَكَلِمَتُهُ أَلْقَاهَا إِلَى مَرْيَمَ وَرُوحٌ مِنْهُ مَلْ عِيسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ Jesus, Allah says in the Qur'an, in the Qur'an, Allah says that Jesus, the son of Mary, is a messenger of Allah. He is a messenger, a prophet, not the son of Allah. He is a messenger, a prophet, who Allah sent a soul that Allah placed into that, into Maryam, cast upon Maryam. So believe in Allah and believe in His messengers. فَآمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُولِهِ so believe in Allah and His messengers. وَلَا تَقُولُوا ثَلَاثَةً And don't say three. انتهوا خَيْرًا لَكُمْ انتهوا خَيْرًا لَكُمْ خَيْرًا لَكُمْ Leave that aside and stop saying that it is better. إِنَّمَا اللَّهُ إِلَهٌ وَاحِدٌ سُبْحَانَهُ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُ وَلَدٌ Indeed, Allah is only one. May He be removed, deficiency be removed from Him of having any son. لَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ وَكِيلًا To Allah belongs everything in the heavens and the earth, and sufficient uh, is Allah as a guardian protector. Similarly, as Shaykh Al-Fawzan says, the Muslims and the people who exaggerated in the righteous ones. Here now we see examples of how they exaggerated and began to say that certain people are the sons of Allah, Uzair and Isa. Then there are others who exaggerated with regards to some of the righteous people. And they begin to say that such and such an imam, 
a great wali from the awliya of Allah, that this individual has certain powers, and this individual, he goes to paradise at night and comes back in the day. This certain individual sees Allah and speaks to Allah. They have this extreme exaggeration in some of the things that they say. Things which we know they are not possible right now in this world, in this creation. Like seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know is not possible right now. Because of the hadith, لَن تَرَوْ رَبَّكُمْ حَتَّى تَمُوتُوا You will not see your Lord until you die. After the resurrection, the day of judgment, then we can see Allah. But now in this world we cannot. But they exaggerate and they go to extremism and they say that imams can see Allah now and they speak to Allah now. And this is from the exaggeration and from the excessiveness. Then he mentions the hadith of Ibn Abbas in Al-Bukhari regarding how shirk first began because of this exaggeration people had. Because of this excessiveness people had, this exaggeration people had, the shirk initially began due to that. So in this narration it says, وَقَالُوا The ayah, وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِهَتَكُمْ وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ وَدًّا وَلَا سُوَاعًا وَلَا يَغُوثَ وَيَعُوقَ وَنَصْرًا That they said, never leave your gods. Do not leave waddan wa suwa'an wa yaghutha wa ya'uqa wa nasra. These were names of pious and righteous people who used to live around about the time of Nuh alayhi salam. Some of the scholars say just prior to Nuh alayhi salam. These were righteous and pious men that lived at that time. So when these righteous and pious men they died, Everybody at that time, they were saddened by the death of these righteous and pious men. And so the shaitan, he took this opportunity, he utilized this opportunity to bring about shirk. So he said to these individuals that you should go regularly to the graves of those pious people to remember them. Then after a while he said to them, you should sit at the graves for a long time, so you can remember for a long time and ponder and increase your iman by remembering those righteous, pious people who have died. Then eventually he said to them, actually it's better if you just make some pictures of them, put them in your house, then it will save you the time of having to go to the graveyards to remember them. You have some pictures of them in your homes, every time you see them you'll remember them. And so when you see these pictures and remember those pious people, it will increase your iman. So they made these pictures and they made these figurines and they made these resemblances of those pious people and put them in their homes everywhere. After years went by and the next generations came, they didn't know why their forefathers had built these things. They didn't know why their forefathers had built these pictures and these representations. So the shaitan came to them and said, your forefathers, they used to seek dua from these. Whenever there was a drought, they would make dua to these pictures, to these figurines, to these representations. These were the pious ones they used to make dua to. When there was a drought, they would make dua to them and the rain would come. Whenever there was any other need, they would make dua to them and it would be accepted. So these people now, the new generation didn't know any better. So they began to do exactly that. 
They began to make dua to those uh, uh, statues or figures or pictures that they had. They started to make dua to them and the shirk it appeared. So that shirk when it appeared, it was due to the exaggeration those people had in viewing these people as righteous. They considered them to be so righteous and they had such attachment to them, such emotion to them, that the shaitan was able to use that to eventually get people to start worshipping them. Here it says, هَذِهِ أَسْمَاءُ رِجَالٍ صَالِحِينَ مِنْ قَوْمِ نُوحٍ these were names of righteous men from the time of the people of Nuh alayhi salam. Falamma halaku, so when they were, when they died, awha shaytanu ila qawmihim, shaytan, he inspired or he whispered to the people to do what? Aninsibu ila majalisihim allati kanu yajlisuna fiha ansaba. وَسَمَّوْهَا بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ فَفَعَلُوا وَسَمُّوْهَا بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ فَفَعَلُوا وَلَمْ تُعْبَدْ حَتَّى إِذَا هَلَكَ أُولَئِكَ وَنُسِيَ الْعِلْمُ عُبِدَتْ So when those righteous people died, Shaitan said to the others, you should make some representations of them, make some pictures of them, make some idols of them, to represent those pious people. So they did it. Then years later when knowledge was lost and the next generations of people didn't know why these statues and pictures had been made, Shaitan then came to them and said to them that it was because your forefathers used to worship them. And so these people then began to worship those uh, statues and idols and pictures and they did not realize that the Shaitan had whispered to them in order for them to commit their shirk in this way. So this is the first shirk that ever occurred. At the time of Nuh salam, that was the first shirk which ever occurred. And the reason for it was therefore, because of the exaggeration the people had regarding those righteous people. The exaggeration that nation had at that time towards these righteous people who died. But they ended up making representations of them. They ended up making pictures of them because of this exaggeration they had in them. So as a consequence of that exaggeration, they ended up making these pictures and things, and then the next generation when it came, they began to worship them. So here the Shaykh highlights how that first shirk began, due to the exaggeration that the people they had in those righteous individuals. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala says, قَالَ غَيْرُ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ salaf more than one from amongst the Salaf has said, when they died, those righteous people at that time when they died, the other people who were left, they were very saddened, and they used to go and sit at the graves of those righteous people. Then they ended up making some pictures and idols, or statues, figurines, looking similar to those dead people, Representing them. ثُمَّ طَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدِ Then a long time passed by. And when a long time passed by, فَعَبَدُوهُمْ The new people who came didn't know what they were, and they ended up starting to worship them. So this is how that shirk first began in those stages. The scholars, they say, look at the shaitan. He 
brought about the shirk in stages. Because he knew he couldn't just say to them in one go, start committing shirk. They wouldn't just start doing that. Because from the time of Adam alayhi salam up until Nuh alayhi salam, all of those people were upon Tawheed. There was no shirk in the early times from Adam alayhi salam all the way till Nuh alayhi salam. Those first ten generations were all upon Tawheed. Only at the time of Nuh alayhi salam this happened and that's when the shirk first started. So because the people were upon Tawheed for ten generations, Shaitan knew he couldn't just make them all of a sudden overnight start committing shirk. So he took the stages. First he said, go to their graves. Then he said, build the statues and the pictures. Then when years went by, he finally came back and whispered to the new people, start worshipping them because your forefathers used to do that. So after all of these stages and all of this time and all of these years, the scholars, they say, look at how shaitan was patient upon that, waiting and planning and plotting one by one. Until eventually at the end he got those people to start committing shirk. And the effects of that shirk, the effects of the shirk, they are something which lasts a very long time. Because these idols which started to get worship at the time of Nuh alayhi salam, when the floods came and Nuh alayhi salam was saved in the ark and all of the disbelievers were buried, or uh, drowned in the water, these idols were washed away by the water as well. And they were washed up onto the beaches of what is currently known as Jeddah. Then, years and years and years later, at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Nuh salam was the first messenger, all the way down to the final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. At that time, the shaitan came and whispered to an individual, Amr ibn Luhay al-Khuza'i, and he said to him, go to the beaches of Jeddah and dig up. So when he went there, and he dug up, he found the same idols from the time of Nuh alayhi salam, the ones which had been washed away and buried in the sand. So he picked them out and he brought them back, and they were put around the Kaaba and other places, and they were worshipped again. So from the time of the first messenger to the time of the last messenger, those idols existed. Then when the Prophet ﷺ conquered Mecca in the eighth year of Hijrah, he came and the Muslims took over Mecca. That's when they destroyed all of the idols and these particular idols were then destroyed as well. So look, the Shaykh says, the scholars, they say, at the long-lasting effects of shirk, those idols were started at the time of Nuh salam. They only got destroyed at the time of Muhammad right at the end. So the effects of shirk are very dangerous. So here the point of it is that this shirk initially began because those people had too much emotion, exaggeration to those righteous people. When those righteous good people died, the shaitan was able to whisper to them, you should go to their graves, you should make pictures. And they started doing all of that because of the exaggeration of love that they had for those people. The extreme excessiveness they had for those people. They ended up doing all of those things. So that indicates that this is not permissible. It is not permissible to go to these extremes regarding that uh, worship or extremes with regards to the other pious and the righteous people in that way such that it can lead to shirk. 
There is a narration from the Prophet ﷺ where he actually warned the people from ever exaggerating with regards to him. He warned the Muslims and he said to them, don't exaggerate regarding me like other people have exaggerated regarding other Prophets. In one narration, the Prophet ﷺ said, and this narration it is mentioned was just before the death of the Prophet ﷺ. He said, لا تطروني كما أطرت النصارى عيسى بن مريم إنما أنا عبد فقولوا عبد الله ورسوله من البخاري مسلم. The Prophet ﷺ said, "Do not raise me up. Do not praise me and raise me to a level of exaggeration and a level of excessiveness." Don't praise me and raise me up to a level of exaggeration and excessiveness beyond the bounds, beyond that which is acceptable and suitable and that which is in accordance to the status of the Prophet ﷺ as the final messenger, the best of all of the Prophets and messengers. That is acceptable. But to go beyond and above that, the Prophet ﷺ warned the Ummah Warned the Muslims not to go into exaggeration beyond that. لا تطروني Don't praise me above the level. Do not go into excessiveness and too far with that. كما أطرت النصارى عيسى بن مريم Don't go into exaggeration with me just like the Christians went into exaggeration with Jesus. With Isa عليه السلام Because Isa عليه السلام Jesus is one of the prophets of Allah. He was a messenger from Allah. Like we said from the five best prophets and messengers. The five best prophets and messengers were Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ibrahim, Abraham, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Also Musa alayhi salam, Moses, Nuh alayhi salam, Noah, and Isa alayhi salam, Jesus. They are the five best prophets and messengers. And as Muslims, we believe in all of those prophets and messengers. They are all prophets and messengers and we believe in all of them. And it is actually not allowed for a Muslim to say that he doesn't believe in any of them or in any one of them. You have to believe in all of them. It's part of your iman. It's part of the belief of a Muslim to believe in all of those prophets and messengers. They were prophets and messengers that Allah sent. And then the last one was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the Prophet sallallahu said, Don't raise me up like the Christians, they raised up Isa alayhi salam, Jesus. Instead of saying that he is a prophet, a messenger of Allah, they took it beyond that and they started to say that actually he is the son of Allah. So they exaggerated, exaggerated beyond the rights of Isa alayhi salam, and they began to say that he is God himself. He is a part of the uluhiyah within him himself. So that was exaggeration, that was extremism. And so the Prophet ﷺ warned us not to fall into that type of exaggeration and that type of extremeness. As they did by raising Jesus a prophet, a messenger, Isa ﷺ, above the level of prophethood into the level of being a deity, a being God, having some type of uluhiyah, and that is impermissible. So therefore, the reason why people fell into kufr, 
was because of their extremism and exaggeration with regards to people. And that is something which you even see now. Some of these individuals out there, they have such an extreme emotional attachment to their imams and to their peer and whatever else they call them. And whatever the imam says, then it has to be right. Whatever he does, whatever he says, they have an extreme attachment to them more than what is acceptable and should be the case. Because here the Prophet ﷺ warned us from going into exaggeration and being extreme in our affairs. Rather, the Prophet said to them, Innama ana abd. Don't raise me up like that, like they did to Jesus, to Isa salam. I'm just a servant of Allah. Muhammad said, I am just a servant of Allah. I'm not Allah myself. I don't have anything like that. I am just a servant of Allah. The Prophet Muhammad was sent by Allah. He is a prophet and a messenger. So he said to everybody, don't raise me up and praise me too high. I am just a servant of Allah. I am a servant of Allah and I am a messenger of Allah. I am a prophet, a messenger and a servant. But that's it. Don't start saying son of God or anything like that. That is too far, too much. I don't have that status. So here the Prophet ﷺ warned the people not to go into that exaggeration. And not to start praising him with things which are not suitable and are not correct. So the Prophet ﷺ said, Say, what you should say is that I am the servant of Allah and that I am the messenger of Allah. So you must accept what Muhammad ﷺ taught us, what he explained to us, how to live your lives, how to practice the religion, how to find that peace in your heart through the practice of the religion and the connection to Allah, but not to go into exaggeration and start saying that this one is the son of God or that one is the son of God. Allah is one. He is alone. He is unique. He does not have any partners. He does not have any sons. He is the creator of everything and we are all the created. He created us all, including the prophets and the messengers. But they were the chosen ones, and so they have a higher status than us. But that does not mean that we begin to raise them above the status, and begin to say that they have any level of uluhiyah within them. The next narration says that the Prophet ﷺ said, إِيَّاكُمْ وَالْغُلُوْ فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمُ الْغُلُوْ Be warned from exaggeration because indeed what destroyed the people who came before you was this extremism and exaggeration. People fell into extremism, they fell into exaggeration, they went too far with things and as a consequence they ended up being destroyed. And that's why they say كُلُّ شَيْءٍ جَاوَزَ حَدَّهُ إِنْ قَلَبَ إِلَى ضِدِّهِ Everything which goes too far, then it flips over to the opposite. Everything which if you take it too far, too far, too far, eventually just collapses. So you can't take things to exaggeration and you can't take things to extremism. Rather the believer, the Muslim, is balanced. You practice the religion of Islam upon the way of Ahlul Sunnah in that balanced manner. Not in extremism like the people of deviation and innovation. Not like those takfiris, the followers of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi and this false khilafah that they keep talking about. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the shaitan, 
He is a devil himself and all of these people that they talk about, this Khilafah, ISIS, they are all devils upon wrongness, upon falsehood, upon disobedience to Allah, upon misguidance. So here, a Muslim is to be balanced upon the correct way, upon the way of Ahlul Sunnah, upon the methodology of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, upon the Salafi way, which is that balanced way upon the evidences not blindly just following this way or that way or exaggerating that way or extremism that way, but rather to be balanced in the affairs upon the evidences. Then in the narration of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet said, هَلَكَ الْمُتَنَطِّعُونَ قَالَهَا ثَلَاثًا He said three times, هَلَكَ الْمُتَنَطِّعُونَ هَلَكَ الْمُتَنَطِّعُونَ هَلَكَ الْمُتَنَطِّعُونَ that the people who exaggerate, they've gone too far in their speech. They take their speech to levels beyond that which is required, to eloquence beyond that which is required. They go into a state of affair with their speech over and above that which is suitable. They exaggerate and they go into extremisms with regards to that. That they will be destroyed. Or people who go into speaking about affairs that are over and above the levels of the people to understand. Then they are the types of issues that cause the people to go into ruin or to be misguided. That this is speech above them or it is speech that is not suitable, it is extreme, it is exaggerated. So here in this narration there is a warning against that type of extremism also. So the purpose of this particular chapter is to highlight that this exaggeration people have in their hearts towards people, it can lead to shirk and that is where shirk actually began. And that is something you see now. You see some people going into that type of exaggeration now. You have these imams of theirs and people go and prostrate to their feet. They go down and prostrate to their feet. That is haram, it is shirk to do that. They bow down to them, they prostrate to them. These types of things exist now. And that is haram, it is impermissible, it is shirk. That is what led to the shirk. When people exaggerated, they start saying, these are great awliya of Allah. That individual who has passed away now, Shaykh Nazim, the one that they call Shaykh Nazim, all types of things that people exaggerated regarding him. All types of exaggerations he himself made and other people made for him. One of his exaggerations he claims that he used to fly out into space. Things like this, complete and utter exaggeration and extremism, <coughs> completely false. So that type of thing, that extreme emotion and exaggeration, raising people up in that way, blindly following them, it can lead to misguidance. Rather, the person of the sunnah, you follow the evidences of the Qur'an and the sunnah on the way of the salaf of this ummah, and remain firm upon that methodology, not in exaggeration or extremism of any sort. So that is where we'll conclude today's chapter. And next week, insha'Allah ta'ala, we'll talk about the chapter that mentions grave worship. When people go to the graves and they do certain types of activities at the graves, what is the ruling on that and what is mentioned regarding that? We'll start talking about that, insha'Allah, next week at the same time at 8 p.m. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.